time. Double your pleasure and double your fun. It's time for part two. And welcome to episode 227, part two of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. 227, I remember that show. That's right. <laughs> Jackie. Jackie. <laughs> Made her a star. That's right. 227. <laughs> All right, well, uh, welcome to the show. Um, here in part two, we uh, give you releases of the week for yes. movies and video games. And then we didn't really do a news article because... Well, we also did the top five movies right, as we well. Five five movies. And we also talked about our uh, Thursday night movie. Which was War Dogs. Yes. And we said Watch Dogs again. <laughs> War Dogs. War Dogs. Um, but in lieu of news, we had, uh, had the Oscar ballots because the Oscars, if you're listening to this, um, Oscars are on... Sunday the 26th. Right. So... Considering this was the show the week before, um, when you're listening to now, yeah, when you listen to it now, that time is it yeah. so soon? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we did our Oscar picks. Yes. Now we it was Ed, Stacy, and I. We sat around. We gave it the the nominees, and we made our pick. And what's going to happen is. Uh, not next week, but the week after the Oscars, we'll see who wins. Yes, and basically, it's a, it's the gentleman's bet of <laughs> pride. <laughs> Whoever gets the most picks is announced the winner. Yes, uh, this is. I think this is a. I think this is the tough one. It's this year, be a tough year. Yeah, because like I said, with the political climate, I, well, you'll hear my reasonings for why I pick some of the stuff. Yes, it might not be like the best. But I can't believe you said that. There's gonna be some of those moments where you, someone's probably gonna be looking at their audio device going I can't fucking believe he said that <laughs> oh my god he's going to get so much trouble <laughs> no because no one listens except for you the listener yes and we know you're not going to tell anybody because you're cool like that that's right because geeks as we have a saying <laughs> snitches get stitches <laughs> so sit back I mean if you want sit back relax but before you do that print out your own Oscar ballot and play along. Yes. You know, pick out, like, you know, th- figure out, and here's a good, here's a great idea. Before you continue on with the episode, get your friends around, print out your own high school ballots, and then pick the ones you want to pick. Or bet on who's picking what. Yes. So that way, you can kind of go, I think Sean's going to say this one because, and then play it that way. There you go. There you, there go. you go. It's like, create our own game within a game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like who's who, what's Ed and Sean's gonna be, what's Stacy gonna pick because she, it's she, it's her first time. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So she had some interesting choices, I yeah. have to say. Yes. Yeah, so. so, so we sit back, relax, and play along if you can. We'll see you at the end. And we're back. You're listening to Geeks Live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. All right. So when we last left, Ed's Indiana Jones type seating here. <laughs> He was in the other room, and I'm like, "Hope he comes back in ten seconds." <laughs> we got thirty seconds. I'm like, "Quick!" Like, uh, uh, apparently, we have some other people in the building, and I just don't want them to interrupt our show. So I figured best to lock the door so that way. But we had it. We had it once before. I've, if people, you know, faithful listeners, listeners heard it, they uh, a woman came in and uh, was looking to get somebody out of prison. 
<laughs> and thought God, we could help. I remember that. It was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, of course, right. we couldn't help ourselves. So. All right. Anyway. So, when we last left, um, we, our Thursday night movie was Watch Dogs, by the way. Yes. I watched Watch Dogs. We're dogs. <laughs> With uh, Jonah Hill and Miles Teller. Yes. <clears throat> um, I, it's uh, basically, a, I'm going to say, semi true story. Yes. Because I'm sure it's one sided. It's loosely based on a yeah. true story. <clears throat> um, about two kid gun runners, basically, like yeah. their early 20s. Um, in the time of the ammunition shortage in the early 2000s. Yes. All right. Uh, I really liked the movie. I thought it was pretty good. A lot better than I thought it was going to be. I enjoyed the movie. I just kind of thought it was a little misleading. I just, you know, you, you kind of thought it was going to be a comedy of, of some sort. Okay. You know, I mean, there was some kind of haha moments, but it wasn't like a, like a comedy. It was, right. a, you know, it was more of a, a lighthearted um, drama in a way. I guess you could yeah, put, put it that best way to put it. But it was, I thought it was really good. I mean, they, I say Jonah Hill is a really good actor and he's, he's proven himself time and time again, a lot of performances. He's yeah. done. And Miles Teller, which I, the last thing I've seen him in was the <laughs> fantastic four movie. I haven't seen any other movies that he is. And I'm sure he's phenomenal in these movies. I should bring over, um, that Whip, drummer, the whiplash. whiplash. Cause that's a really good movie. Yeah. Really good. So, uh, but uh, I was really uh, uh, pleasantly surprised with his acting in the, in this movie. So I was like, okay, good. Like, it was just a crappy fantasy. It was movie. just crappy. He did the best he could with what he's got. What did you think? I liked it. Um, I wanted to see it. Was it when it was in theaters? We mm-hmm. just never got around. It's like like I wanted to see it, but it wasn't like, babe, we have to go see this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, if we don't have nothing to do and there's nothing else planned, like we'll go see War Dogs. Okay. okay uh, yeah, I heard the kick. Okay. Yeah. Um, so when we seen it at Best Buy, it was like 15 bucks. And yeah. I was like, I mean, we can't, apparently it was good. So like, we can't really lose on it. You yeah. know, that was like my pick at Best Buy. I could have picked a Disney movie and I didn't. And that alone, I should get a golden star for it. <laughs> <laughs> because Sean's Disney collection is not the best. So I'm trying to like build it slowly. Because, you know, every once in a while, I feel like sitting around watching a Disney princess movie. Like I. You know. <laughs> Anyways, but instead of getting a Disney movie, I seen War Dogs, and I was like, "Oh, let's get this! Like it's cheap, it's on sale, like let's get this." So we got it. I wasn't expecting y'all to want to watch it Thursday night. Like I really thought y'all were gonna pick like the Jack Reacher or the Accountant, which we seen, but was a great movie. So I was uh-huh. cool watching that. But when War Dog was one of your two, I was like, "Oh, the movie I picked might actually win." <laughs> For real, I'm really proud of that because it was like my pick. Um, I really liked it. Also, I'm with Ed. I thought it was going to be like a ha ha comedy, like right. a real. I think that's the Jonah Hill. Yeah, you know, like instantly when you see him, you think it's funny, right? Right. I respect that he's trying to like not just be the funny guy, right. you know. But I was I thought it was gonna be like a comedy also. It wasn't. It's okay that it wasn't because it was still good, but it was misleading because if you seen like the trailers or heard anything, it made it look like it was a comedy. Like it was mm-hmm. funny, right. lots of laughs, maybe some like little action because they're running from the bad guys or whatever. But mostly they made it seem like it was gonna be like slap knee hysterical the whole time. It wasn't, <laughs> but it was still a really good movie. Yeah. Like after it was over, I was like, that was a lot better. Then I thought it was goodbye. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what was number one in the box office, Ed? Well, let's go through the top five. Let's. 
All right, number five was a new release. First fight. Fist fight, sorry. Fist fight. First, first fist fight. First, first fight. fight. I read too fast sometimes. <laughs> that made $12 million over the weekend, and that's where it sits with the gross. I don't have a budget for it, so. Uh, but uh, $12 million, not bad. All right. What's fist fight about, do you know? That's the teacher's fight. Oh, oh, oh that's at the comedy. With uh, yes. Charlie Day yes. and uh, Ice Cube. Yes. Angry wow. Ice Cube. That was only number five. I thought it would have been higher than that. But anyway. Well, let's see what, we're, what else. Let's see what else it's competing against. Well, number four was the number three movie of last week, John Wick Chapter 2. It made $16.5 million over the weekend and 58.6 overall in the two weeks of release. And I don't have a budget for that one either, but uh, I can't imagine it doing uh, uh, pretty bad. I mean, it's... Uh, it's John Wick. Yes. I mean, as it's... it's uh, I heard it was great. I heard it was really good. Um, it delved more into the world of... That John Wick lives in, mm. so I'm, I'm real happy about that. So, I, I can't wait to see it. I gotta see it. <laughs> I need to see it. All right. Well, number three was a new release, The Great Wall. That's the Matt Damon movie. It made eighteen million dollars over the weekend, and that's where it sits with the total gross. And that has a budget of one hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, I don't think it, it. Apparently, it's considered a bomb in the box office. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I just, I, I feel like Matt Damon's not the right actor for this movie. I don't know. I just, yeah. I mean, based on the trailer of what, what I've seen and, you know. Like... It's Matt Damon fighting a uh, dragon. Yes. On the Great Wall of China, which got a lot of people up in arms going, oh, look, the, you know, here is the white man saving everybody again. But it, it, the Asian director was like, no, I wanted him because it's a story, you know, like, that's yeah. a story I had. You know, um, I, I, I get what you're saying, though. Like seeing him in that time period. Seems a little weird. Yeah. The only time I actually thought he was actually good in any kind of a period piece was the Brothers Grimm. Mm-hmm. You know, because everybody looked that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just something to see Matt Damon in on the Great Wall of China with a bow and arrow. I'm like, I, I it's not. Know. I don't buy it. Like, I just like I don't. He's not the guy. I really wouldn't have picked him. Yeah. I mean, I whatever. <laughs> All right. What else you got? Oh well, the number two movie was number two of last week. Is Fifty Shades Darker? God. It made twenty point nine million over the weekend and eighty nine point six overall in the two weeks release with a fifty five million dollar budget. So expect the third one coming out go. next year. There you go. At least, at least there's only three books. Maybe hopefully they won't try to stretch out the two movies. I mean, technically, there's a fourth book if you want to get technical, yeah. and it's the same story but from Christian's point of view. Right. But I think that was like a money grab. Yeah. But she can't because I'm a fan of the books. The author came out with Gray, which is the name of the quote unquote fourth book, came out with that after the Fifty Shades of Gray train had already left. Right. So, like, I never even read that one because I was like, why didn't you release that, like, right, like, right when it was, like, at its peak? Right. You know, because I may, maybe have, would have given it a chance. It was, like, two years later, though. And I'm like, mm, nope, that's not for me. <laughs> So, I mean, technically, I guess they could do it from his point of view if they really wanted to, but that'd yeah. be stupid because right. they fucked them up already anyways. Right. Right, okay. well, what's number one movie? Number one, still number one, the Lego Batman movie. It made $34.2 yes. over the weekend and 98.7 wow. overall in the two weeks of release with an $80 million budget. So, there you go, kids. Lego Batman 2. There you go. It's coming hey, out. <laughs> Don't you do that to Batman. I guarantee you that movie is smart enough to make that joke on its own. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, well, then what's coming out in video? Ah, releases of the week. Releases of, of the, the week. week. 
All right. Well, the first one um, that's brought to the table is uh, Hacksaw Ridge. It's coming out on the 4K, Blu-ray, digital DHD, and the DVD. That is the Mel Gibson-directed World War II movie. Yes. Uh, which I heard was great. Proving once again that Matt, uh, Mel Brooks... Mel Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different movie. <laughs> that Mel Gibson can still direct the shit out of a movie. Right. You know. Um, all right. What else? Oh, we have uh, uh, Manchester by the Sea is coming out. Uh, that's right, because Oscars is coming that's out. That's right. So. Let's get those movies out. Uh, Casey Affleck is working as a working class man overpowered by the love and loss. Is the only the all right, well, description they gave me. All right, what else? Uh, Bad Santa 2 is coming out this week on Blu-ray. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I like the first one, but I don't know if I can go back again for a second. The helping of Bad Santa. All right, what else? Apparently they've made another they've made a live action already of Beauty and the Beast, which is out coming out on <laughs> Blu-ray and DVD. Someone's this, getting sued. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so they're releasing it this week, I guess, to get you hyped up for the new movie. Right, but it doesn't have Disney's name on it, so fuck them. Right. All right, well, uh, Doctor Who: The Return of Doctor Mysterio is coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. Okay, um, I don't, I haven't seen. Any of the um, this season, so I don't know who Doctor Mysterio is. He was a superhero. This is the uh, the uh, Christmas special that they come out with okay. every year. That 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 uh, comes out on Christmas Day, uh, released on to BBC America and the Americas. Anyway, I don't know. I guess it's done uh, in uh, England as well. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a superhero basically. That's. Uh, in the in the series, so I haven't okay. seen it actually. I've been falling behind on Doctor Who. Oh boy! Yeah, it's uh, well, I'm not too fond of this Doctor, so <laughs> but that's another story. All right, uh, we have uh, two seasons coming out of Ghost in the Shell, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex Season One, and uh, the Season Two as well. The next, I think it's called the Next Gig. Is uh, okay. The two seasons are coming okay, out. Get blue. ready for uh, the Ghost in the, the Shell, Shell movie, movie coming out right. next month. All right. What else? Uh, Transformers Rescue Bots Protect and Explore is coming out on DVD. Oh, joy. It's a, uh, I think a, uh, one of those uh, old, they're not the, well, like children's uh, not, a- family stations that they've been running the show on. And right. They keep releasing the DVDs for you. All right. Uh, then we have a concert, uh, Def Leppard, and I'll be there next time, live from Detroit. It's the concert of uh, Def Leppard in Detroit, uh, I think it was last year or maybe a couple years ago. So there you go. They put on a good show. I would definitely, if you were a fan of Def Leppard, that's one you got to pick up. Yes. All right. What else? Uh, Mrs. Soful from 1984 is coming out on DVD. I forget reason why I picked this. Now, of course, I can't bring up my screen because my mouse just kind of died here. So uh, there's a reason why I brought it. I'm trying to think, I I'm probably passed it. It's it's probably some uh, some actor actress that I saw that was interesting in this. Uh, Mel Gibson is in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's a Mel Gibson movie. All right. Um, and that is all I have for releases of the week. Is there any honorable mentions you'd like to add to the uh, set? Um, I mean, as far as uh, like Oscar-nominated movies, Nocturnal Animals, okay, is coming out. Uh, I again don't know anything about it, so leave that. For what it is, um, though the Jean Claude Van Damme "No Retreat, No Surrender" is coming out. Whoa! Yeah. All right. And if you're a fan of 
it, Sandra Bullock's The Net. It's coming out on Blu-ray, it looks like. Again, yes. Again. But I always found that movie hysterically funny because it's it was right when the internet first started uh, being more popular. I think this was like a 1995 movie, if I remember correctly. I am going to look it. Ah. I am going to look, uh, let's see, uh, The Net. I'm going to type it in here, like The Net. And 1995, a good job. Wow. wow. Look at you. I actually enjoyed this movie a lot, which is weird. Because, well, because it's a computer movie. But basically because it was so far-fetched. Like, this was a movie that when you watch it, you're like, come on. Well, okay. It's just go- kind of ridiculous. Like, they believe the computer over anything else, the whole thing. I, I have the, the synopsis of the movie, for those people who don't know. Okay. It's Sandra Bullock, Dennis Miller, and Jen- Jeremy Northam starring this hit thriller about a computer expert, played by Bullock, whose life is quote-unquote, erased by a computer conspiracy. A freelance software analyst, Angela Bennett, is inadvertently drawn into a dangerous conspiracy when a client asks her to debug a CD-ROM game. Soon, the client turns up dead, and Angela is next on the hit list. After the assassins obliterate her official identity, Angela realizes realizes hers is not the only life being destroyed on the net. Like the best Hitchcock, the net builds tension to unbearable heights until, and I quote, this edge of your seat nail biter explodes with suspense. Sandra Bullock is sensational. It uh, also has a character. I don't remember the character's name, but I think he plays a doctor in it. It was uh, um, uh, Miller from Saturday Night Live. I forget. It's Dennis Miller. Dennis yeah. Miller. Thank you. I I he, was so, second in, he was second in the list. Yes. And, uh, his character was interesting because she was he was trying to help her. Right. Because she was she in this this movie she plays a uh, basically a hermit. She lives in this house. She's uh, very guarded. She's you know she she does it. everything by computer. She orders her pizza online. Uh, agoraphobic. Yes. Okay. Yes. So she's she's one of those same people. So like she worked for an office, but she never went to the office. She's always worked outside. She's always right. worked at home. And then she was going to go on vacation, and then. She meets this guy, and they kind of hit it off, and he's the killer that's going right. to assassinate her. So you go through this whole movie, and then like he, he, she finds Dennis Miller's character and goes, I need your help. And he's like, sure. Now, he gets into an accident. I think they bump him off the road. Right, yeah. thing. And this is where it got ridiculous. Now, he's like kind of in a coma. Ridiculous. He, he's like knocked out. And they scan his wristband, and then they scan the what medications he needs to get. Of course, they hacked into the computer sure. and changed it, so they killed him, basically, by the medication right. they gave him. And I'm like, what doctor or nurse would just go, you know what? Every day we've been giving him this kind of medication, and all of a sudden now we're going to give him this medication just because the computer oh, told you so. Oh, Okay, so I have yet to go to like a hospital or something since I've been up here, so I don't know how y'all's hospitals are run. But the last time that I went to the emergency room, that's actually how they do the like the patient stuff. They give you a like a name bracelet that has a barcode on it, and every time that you have to receive whether it's like IV fluids or any kind of medication, they cannot give it to you until they scan your bracelet and they scan the medication, right? The nurses tend to like they'll read your chart, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. like they'll the like when I was there, they would ask me like, "What's your first and last name?" Blah 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 to like confirm that I am who my bracelet says I am. Right. I guess like, "What's your birthday?" Blah blah blah. 
even though that information's on the fucking bracelet, but whatever. <laughs> um, but that's exactly how they gave it to us, actually. So because I've lived through that whole scan bracelet, scan medicine thing, that's terrifying. Okay, well, to me, I, I want to say though, when the movie was made, it was 1995, so a lot of the barcode technology really wasn't. It was just starting. Yes. But the main thing that they wanted to focus on was that it dealt a lot with the internet. Mm -hmm. And the internet was still a kid, basically, in 1995. So no one really knew how it worked. Right. Mm -hmm. So they could throw in any kind of scary scenario to be like, oh, well, the internet will track you wherever you go. Now, granted, nowadays we know that's true because most of the time we we voluntarily go, yeah, allow where I'm at now. Yeah. But back then it was like, what do you mean? I'm digitally represented. They, it's all about identity theft. It was really like, <gasps> it was so, but it was laughable on our end because mm-hmm. we were computer people. Right. And right. to see how, like, even my uncle was just like, who was a, a tech guy too, all three of us were like, that would never happen. Like, never. Right. See, that scenario terrifies me because. <laughs> To, in my head, because I've never seen it, and I mean, let's face it, in 95, I was five years old, so not only did I not give a fuck about the internet, like, I'm still, like, coloring with my crayons, you know, outside skinning my knees and shit, riding a bike, mm-hmm. <laughs> but because I live in the world that I live in now, that scenario is terrifying to me. Like, the next time I go to the hospital, I'm like, are you sure I'm supposed to get that? Because I heard about this movie called The Net. <laughs> well, that's the thing, like, like... Like even like nurses today, like like I had to go. Uh, my sister has been in the hospital a lot for her MS and all that stuff like that. And we sit there when the medications being administered. Sometimes when we're visiting, mm-hmm. and it's just like they question it, like, right. you know, and they go, "Okay, well, doctor did say that we're mm-hmm. changing the dosage because of this reason." Right, they, right. They know, like they they get the first hand information from right. the it's doctor. In the, it's in the it's not like they just mindlessly scan the barcodes right. and go, "All right, this is what you're taking." This is probably going to kill you, but here you go. Like, like they're right. not going. They're not going to end your life right. just based off right. of what the computer's telling them. Unless someone's not doing their job right. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I just remember watching that movie, walking out, going, yeah, "It was an entertaining movie, but come on, right?" Like, <laughs> like everybody always made the joke, like when you watch Black Hat, no hacker looks like Liam Neeson, Liam uh, Hemsworth, Hemsworth yeah. ever, ever, ever. They're never. They look more like us than him. Yeah. With the car like this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to go in the dark web and look at stuff I see because it's illegal. <laughs> well, even even swordfish when. Uh, oh, you Jack. You Jack. What's his name? are like no. And then they had the security, like the FBI was that was that was tracking them down. Right. They had the two computer guys. Yeah, those are the guys that basically well, that they look like. Or yeah, when uh, what do you call it? Uh, the movie with Will Smith, and it's got Seth Green, Seth Rogen, and um, I wanted Jack to, Black. Jack Black. Yes. They're all in the van. Yes. Those are the hackers. Those are at least legitimate. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't Seth Rogen. It was. It was, um, was it? I know oh, it was uh, Seth Green. Seth Green, you're right. Jack Black. Jack Black, and it was uh, what was the guy? He was did the son of the mask. Uh, uh, a comedian. Oh, Jamie. Uh, uh... Yeah, Jamie something. Come on, you should know this. <laughs> Son of the Mask. He's a, from Doyle's Town. I no am town an boy. original mask kind of girl. Oh, <laughs> damn it. He was in Scream. He was the guy who told you all the all the rules. Oh, damn it. The son of the... Right now. Damn it, that's going to kill me. <laughs> 
Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy, yeah. Okay. Yes. That was going to hurt for a while. Because <laughs> actually he was in like half the movie and then like he disappeared like yes. in the, in, through the movie and you're like, I guess his acting was done or whatever. <laughs> and they got rid of him because it was, ended up being Jack Black and, uh, and Seth Green. Seth Green. Yeah. And, and, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they look, they're more hacker-esque than Liam Hemsworth. I yeah. mean, uh, Thor. <laughs> Chris. And Liam Hemsworth, you're right. No, Chris. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Liam's his brother. Oh, right, right. Still just as gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> but he's dating Miley, so he, he's hands off. <laughs> Is he? Yes. Yeah. They're Looking, engaged. Uh, yeah, they're engaged now, Ed. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, because when it comes to Miley Cyrus, I know exactly everything about now. Anyway, I think you do. All He's right, so he follows her on Facebook. Oh, I do follow her on Facebook, and that's not, that's no lie. Because <laughs> I never know what wacky thing she's going to do next. She doesn't do wacky stuff anymore. No, she doesn't. She's she, like calmed it down. She's trying to be, you know, adult because she's well, got political stuff to talk about. The reason why is because her and Liam Hemsworth were engaged at one point in time, right. and he couldn't handle like the crazy Miley, so they broke off their engagement. That's who Wrecking Ball is about. The right. song uh, that it's about him, oh. right? Yeah, fun fact because I actually really like uh, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> now who's following who? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but see, I'm a 26 year old girl. It makes a lot more sense for me to be <laughs> into Miley Cyrus and following her than you. Now, recently they got reengaged and got back together under the condition that she would like tone it the fuck down right. a little bit and be who apparently he knows that she is. Gotcha. Because that crazy Miley is all like a show. He's right. like, that's not you. When you can be who I think you're going to fucking be, then come talk to me. Until when then, you're Miley like, Cyrus, not Hannah Montana. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know, because she has the best of both worlds. I watched the show. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> yeah, but I, like I have 12. no fucking clue what you guys are talking about. I was like and I'm thankful it. for it. My, my mom was a faithful watcher of the Disney Network. And Hannah Montana, even Stevens, Phil the Future. Well, I like Phil the Future and even Stevens because they were funny fucking shows. And Kim Possible. My my mom loved. Yeah, my mom loved Hannah Montana. She just thought it was a great show, and I would spend time with my mom right. watching the show with her. So I was like, all right, you know what? It's cute. It's charming. Blah blah blah. Because I'm also, you know, growing up, Billy Ray Cyrus was a an icon for a few times with Achy Breaky Heart to see. So to see him on a show and with his daughter. That was eye candy for Sean, actually. No, it wasn't. It was, you know, definitely all business up front, big party in the back. And to be like, oh, my God, he's clean shaven. He's got a haircut. And he's, that's his daughter. I'm like, I, I find the, that interesting. I can see you two-stepping to Aki Ricky Hart, and it's hysterical in my head. I, I don't think I two-stepped Aki Ricky Hart. <laughs> Don't touch my heart. Break. Don't break. Don't break wow. my heart. He my did that on purpose. Breaky heart. Just don't think you don't understand. That song is a staple of country. I am okay. sure it is. Like... That's required listening. When you're, yes. When you, come, you get spit out, you're like, I slapped on the ass. Don't break my heart. My achy, breaky heart. <laughs> you remember those days, Ed, right? I blacked those out. Guys walking around in the eighties with you know tight jeans, cowboy boots, and a mullet that wouldn't quit thinking they were the next Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh God, yes. <laughs> What's really funny is people still dress like that. Like y'all are like, remember those days in the eighties? I'm like, ooh, I remember that from like a year ago. <laughs> well, actually, there's a guy 
when when we go to the Renaissance Fair, I see him every year. Like he must go, and he kind of dresses like a pirate, but he wears cowboy boots and these really tight jeans, and he has no package. Uh, well, I mean, first of all, why are you looking? Well, you can't. They're nut huggers. <laughs> Like that. That's what we you, call you can't help it. I mean, it's not he's not a tall man. He's not a big man. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. He's a stick with these <laughs> tight jeans on. So you your eyes just kind of gravitate to the <laughs> midsection because it's like like it looks like uh, Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean. The top uh-huh. goes down to this weird poofy shirt, and then it's like tucked in, and then it's like. Oh my god! And that's like now I can see his jeans, and I'm like, you know, like how tight they Those are. Those jeans are so tight you can see what religion he is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still guessing what religion he is. I'm like, see, like, look, look. <laughs> There's look. the guy with no chunk. <laughs> There's quick, that guy. Again. Quick, quick, grab, grab his package. See if you can find it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, what's coming out in video games? Oh, in video games. Uh, first off, we have is a uh, professional farmer 2017 <laughs> by Quest for the PS4 and Xbox One, and that's a Tuesday release. Uh-huh. See, so you're gonna chug a lug five miles an hour there. That was a really good one. I don't know if I can find my flower. Now I have a song stuck on my head. I haven't played it in a really long time. That's true. To keep that from happening to him, it's just so easy. <laughs> it really is because when he had the when he had that uh, Holly Red Jepsen, you just you know call me maybe, and oh, bam, that. he would have it uh, stuck in his shit. head. Now I have a battle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else is coming out? Uh, Industry Giant Two by Avon Quest, and that's for the PS4 and Xbox One. That's also a Tuesday release. All right, and Berserk and the Band of the Hawk by Koi. K-O-I-E-I. That's for the PS4, and that's a Tuesday release. All right. And Halo Wars 2 by Microsoft Game <gasps> Studios for the Xbox, and that's a Tuesday release. Yeah. Um, eh, yeah. I'll be honest. It, it, let's face it. Uh, the only good things coming out in the month of February is uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. That comes out the 28th. Um, and then after that, it's all Switch. So Switch. <laughs> Make sure you have a new, a new, uh, a new section called the Switch video games. Yeah. Oh joy. Well, you know what? Let's uh, let's do that one real quick. There's I have a news article actually on the Switch oh, itself. Really? So yeah, oh. this was the, an article that I promised last week that we were going to talk about in the if you downloaded the podcast version of our show. Oh, so we're going right into the news. Well, we're 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 going to go into that, and then we're going to go we're kind of go back out a little bit because there's something else I want to talk about. That's very important for next week. Oh, is it next week already? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. But we'll get to that in a minute. All right. So uh, let me find the article real quick here. Because I wasn't 100% prepared. I said the magic word and he jumped to it. Yeah. Susan said titles. I'm like, ah, I got to bring this because I promised. <laughs> I promised. Here we go. You know, when when you were talking about it uh, three weeks ago at this point, I think it was, um, you know, you, we mentioned a few games that was going to be on the list, and that was it. Like, the, Right, it was you know. a small, small list. Well, apparently, the list has grown. There's, there's actually a lot more titles coming oh, out. Really? I think there's like 64 titles that are going to come to the Nintendo Switch. All on day one? Uh, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> within, the, within the next... Uh, um, six months. Six months. So you're you're gonna you're gonna start seeing games filtering through. So if you don't, if you want to be an early adopter of the Switch and buy it right away and 
wait for these games, you might not have a long wait for it. So a lot of it's coming out, and I'm going to give you the list as, as soon as I find the first one, which is right here. Of course, one two switch we talked about is coming out. Uh-huh. Uh, one thousand and one spikes is also coming out. Arms, the binding of Isaac, afterbirth plus, <laughs> cave story, cube life, island survival, uh, Degressi five complete, the Dragon Ball hey, Z. Hold on, hold on. Oh, 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 Degressi, you're thinking about the Canadian it's, soap opera. Degressi. Degressi. <laughs> what did I say? Degressi. Well, whatever. <laughs> Like, I care. Uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2. Dragon Quest X. Dragon Quest 11. <laughs> Am I mispronouncing no, no, these letters? No. I'm, I'm, I'm so far, not one of those titles went, I need to get to Switch today. Dungeon of Czar. The Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim. Okay. This one you'll get excited for. I know it. Farming Simulator, <laughs> Fast RMX, FIFA, Fire Emblem for the Nintendo Switch, <laughs> Fire Emblem Warriors, Grace Expulsion Machine, sorry, Has Been Heroes, Hollow Knight, Human Resource Machine, <laughs> Human Resource Machine, I didn't even realize <laughs> <laughs> I am Setsana, The Jet Box oh, Party what? Pack 3. I was sitting there thinking, Human, what's that? Human resources? <laughs> I'd be like, what's the job? What's what's the game? Like, you just walk out to people. Yeah, you're sitting at a desk. Like, okay, so what's your name? What's your, are you claiming any dependents this year? <laughs> Would you like uh, what's, what's how many dependents and health insurance? <laughs> uh, human resources is here to talk to you about the uh, sexual harassment suit that you have. Like, what kind of fucking game is that? I have no idea. Uh, Just Twi- Dance 2017 is also coming out. It's been out. The Legend of Zelda Birth of the Wild. That comes out day one. Right, right now, right now, that's a day one. Release. Okay. Okay. Lego City Undercover. Lego Worlds. Little Inferno. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Minecraft. Minecraft Story Mode. Monster are, are Boy. Are you going to read all 64 yes, of these? Yes, I am. Things? Why? Because I, because I got the list right here. That's <laughs> the only reason. Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. We're almost done. NBA 2K18. There you go, Sean. You could play. You could be the superstar on the go. I I, I would still want to pick up 17, but she won't. She I can't play with her in the room. Okay. Put your headphones on. Maybe I will. Because I heard that game is fucking phenomenal. I've always liked the NBA games, but I haven't gotten picked up 17 yet. Please. All right. This one I know I'm going to butcher. Uh, no Bagundas Ambition Sphere of Influence. I'm not even close. Oceanhorn Monsters of the Unchained Sea. Uncharted Sea, sorry. Project Octopath Traveler. These are stupid titles. Project Sonic 2017. Pro Pro Tetris. Raymond Legends. <laughs> Definitive Edition. Read out. Read out. Sorry. Read out. Rhyme. Romance of the Three Kingdoms 13. The New Shin. Fuck it. Megami Tensi. Oh, you know this list? No, but I know what the game you're trying to say. Shovel Knight. Skylanders, Imaginators, Snake Pass, Snipper Clits, Cut Off. Snipper Clits? (laughs) Snipper Clips, Cut It Out Together, Uh Sonic Mania, (laughs) Spankler World, (laughs) Splatoon 2. Star Stardew Valley, Steep, Super 
uh, Bomberman R, Super Mario Odyssey, Super Reaper 3, Ultra Street Fighter 2, The Final Challengers, Wonder Boy, The Dragon's Trap, World of Goo, <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles 2, <laughs> and Yuku Lele. Okay. And that's the list. Most of those games you said are already out in one form or another. Okay. So again, it goes back to like like Steep. If you have a PS4 and Xbox One, guess what? You're already playing that game. Yes. The um, the Mario Kart is basically the game of the year edition of the Mario Kart that's already out. Okay. I mean, I'm like, I'm not saying there's no titles. I'm just saying the titles that are there already... No, there's no fresh titles. Yeah, there's nothing like, ooh, coming out that's making me... Is this mine, by the way? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then I have the screen up, so never mind. All right. I mean, I can turn that one well, off. Well, you, you can use the screen because you uh, might have to, you know, do the creation. All right, all right. Yeah, let's let's talk about it on air. While I'm trying to do this secretly, There's, you know, yeah. to prepare you for the next hey, step look, here. Look, we maintain. Uh, oh, I get one. We maintain, yeah, let's 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 just tell everybody. Yeah, yes, we maintain a level of openness here on the show. We don't yeah, hide no, things. Like too much. We don't polish things up. That's why people like us because we're real. We're not like we don't have any package stuff like. Uh, Hey, here's Ed with the news. Do, 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 do. No. <laughs> I knew what reference you were making. <laughs> and that makes me laugh because I'm not old. <laughs> Why do you have four copies? Three. Three? Yeah, that's... one for me. Oh, okay. That's mine. That's yours oh, and hers. All right. Three. Okay. <laughs> so there's three people in the room. How many people in the room? Three. Are you sure? Yep. Yeah. You want to count it? No, one, two, three. There you go. All right. <laughs> I'm separating the papers so I don't have it mixed in my other papers. Oh, right? okay. Jeez. There you go. Look, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. All right. What else you got there, Ed? Um, well, I want to give us some shout outs here. We, uh, oh, we, shout I know, outs? I, I know you said you would we'd do shout outs if they liked us during the show. Right. But two people did like us during this week, and I, and I want to say hello. Uh, first one is, uh, uh, Janine Kemp, and she's from Mississippi. So, hello, Janine. Thank you for liking our page. Hi. Thanks for liking us. <laughs> and this one, I, I, I apologize in advance. Oh, is it going to be a... He's from Korea, South Korea. And his name is Soi Hong Jun. I think I pronounced uh, that correctly. All right. Well, I'm going to say I love that picture, uh, that profile picture. It's the... Batman v Superman, kind of a split face. Yeah. You got to swing around. It's actually pretty cool looking. You know, Joe Tom says, like, hey, I'm directing. I I really like that. He's also got, uh, obviously, is a, a Justice League Flash kind of guy. But, yeah. I, I mean, we'll see about that one. But I do like the Batman. That is pretty badass. Yeah. I'm going to say thumbs up. Send that to me because I, I want that as a screensaver. There you go. You don't look happy about Superman's it. Superman's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, it's cool artwork. Yeah. But it has Superman in it, and I hate him, so sorry. I didn't mean to rain on the parade. <laughs> You're not raining on anyone's parade. It's a great artwork. It's very nicely done, but it has a bitch in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ed, so what are you bringing to the table? Well, I want to I want to talk about this. Next week actually is a big week here in uh, – America, I guess. I would say it's a global thing. It's a global thing, but it's it's done here in America. The Oscars is coming it's out next the Sunday. Time where actors pat each other on the back for doing a good job. That's right. Get paid millions of dollars, That's right. and then getting a gold trophy, saying thank you for being in this movie. Yeah, last year it was uh, Stein. Well, it was it was uh, hashtag Oscars uh, white. So let's see what happens this year. Yes. All right. Got my paperwork right here. Wait, 
Oh, it's windy. Or it's a fire. <laughs> I'm old school. I'm old school Foley at work. Apparently. <laughs> wow. All right. So, um, I okay. Usually we do like a little Oscars pick kind of thing. Yes. That's why you give me the pen. Yes. All right. And uh, do you have a pen there, baby? No. Oh, oh, all I right. need a pen. I have a pen. I have an apple. Uh, apple pen. I have a pen. I have pineapple. Uh, pineapple pen. Apple Ed, pen. Ed, you read our names on this? Pineapple <laughs> yes. pen. Okay. Yeah. Pen pineapple apple pen. You never heard that? No, I've never heard that. Wow, we're going to generally show you a video after the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, I mean, going to explain the birds and the bees again, is it? No, it's not. Oh, okay. Right now, a bunch of people went, oh my God, I can't believe you just sung that whole song. <laughs> all right so so normally we do like a hey who's the who, who can pick the most oscars that's right all right so we got to go through what's best picture how, how do you want to do this ed well let's uh i but my personal favorite is always to figure out what the fuck these movies are because let's face it half these movies that these people pick as oscar contenders no one's ever seen nobody's ever seen or nobody's ever heard of you know, kind of thing. Some they have. I'm not saying they're all like that. Right. But majority of them are not. So it becomes one of those type of things where, for me, it's a crapshoot, I guess. <laughs> and I don't know. I think I do pretty well. I mean, I, I've always come mm-hmm. close second to you. But, you know, generally, I think we I came close once to you, almost one. And then it was – we had a – we always have a toss-up of – there was always the, uh, like, best uh, – Best uh, cinematographer, best – Best act, best short documentary short. Right. Who the fuck knows? That's right. Because it's like nobody really sees these. I, or if they do, I like to know where you see these. Stacy just took herself out of the show. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> she just bit it. She got up. She did her. She did not fall, but she got up and her. She obviously stepped on the wire for the headphones. So when she took her step, the headphones flew right off her head. <laughs> 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 Fuck you guys! <laughs> Not gonna be your friend anymore. <laughs> All right. So, how do you want to do this? Do you want to just go right down the list and then pick as we go? That sounds like a a good way to do it. Okay. Well, basically, this is your first time, baby. I get the rules. Okay, don't get the- wow. Look, look, just because you had your headphones fly <laughs> off does not need you to take it out of me. No, I was listening. I get the rules. Okay. Y'all are going to say it. We're going to make a pick. When that ever comes out, I guess we'll tally them up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, folks, in a nutshell. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> All right. So, what do we got, Ed? Uh, we'll start off, I guess, we'll go down the list in order as, as they have it here for uh, the website. Uh, first one is Beck's picture. I mean, that's the of course that's the last thing they always pick in the thing, but we're going to pick it first, apparently. All right. Uh, we have Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight are the top or the best picture picks that we uh, are selected. Okay, our nominees. I'm I'm probably not going to be the most favorite person of the show at the moment because I can see people already going to get mad at me what I'm about to say. All right, <laughs> I haven't heard it yet. I, I think that in the current political climate that yeah. we have right now, uh-huh. I think there's going to be a lot of purposely giving Oscars 
to movies. I'm not saying they're not going to be worth, you know, not worthy of an Oscar, but I think that they're because let's face it, actors think they know everything. Okay. Okay. All right. They think that if I come out, if they come out on stage and say whatever they want to say, people are going to agree with them and follow along with them. Right. I, I didn't work for Clinton's campaign, you know, whatever. Right. But they still have that high expectation of their own egos. Okay. All right. So I think that because they're not happy with the political climate of the United States today, they're going to go in and vote with with a political agenda in mind. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I'm so okay. Okay. I'm just saying. I haven't heard the the part where I'm going to be offended well, I, I, or, well, I mean, or whatever. Think some people are like, oh, you know. I just don't think like I think that if Hacksaw Ridge is a nominated movie, okay, as uh, that could be a slam dunk, awesome movie. I don't think it's going to win an Oscar because if it wins an Oscar with Mel Gibson. Everyone knows what Mel Gibson's past is. Yeah. It would be like, oh, you guys still vote a racist, Jew-hating guy as uh, give him an Oscar? It's going to be a controversy. Right. So I think everyone's going to pick as politically correct as they possibly can to kind of go, look how, look how uh, advanced we are as a society by maybe passing over better movies for more... Um, not mainstream, but more PC titles. Okay. So it's going to be a kind of tough year. All right. Because, like, I'm going to say, normally I heard Arrival's good, Fences. Okay, I'm just saying, Fences is my pick for best movie. Okay. What's Fences about, do you know? Fences is about, it's, you know what it's about? It's about Denzel Washington and Viola Davis. That's what it's about. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, um, they both won Golden Globes. Uh-huh. I'm Mr. Like, hey, look, if they won Golden Globes and they won SAG Awards, fucking hand them the Oscar that day. Right. Because, I mean, Denzel knocks it out of the park all, every movie. Okay. Viola Davis knocks it out of the park. Like, let's face it. She was one of the best things about Suicide Squad. So if she can, if she can be... She's the only thing good about Suicide fine. Squad. So imagine if she's the only good thing out of a Suicide Squad movie. Imagine what she gets her hands on a decent script. Yeah. Plus, I think it's about her life. I don't know. I think I heard it like loosely based on her father. Okay. I'm not sure, but that could just be something that the internet has passed around because of how good she is. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, so you think it's going to be fences? I maybe because like I said, uh, Lion I think is the, again another one that was like isn't wasn't that the director who wasn't going to come in for the Oscars because he was an immigrant? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Like I said, it's tough. All right. I'm, I'm going with Fences. That's my pick. What's Moonlight about? Moonlight is about a black gay man trying to survive in the world. That's my pick. Oh, see, that's, a good, that's a good pick, isn't it? Yes. You know? Because the one thing that you it's have a, taught me... is a minority and a minority. <laughs> guilt, guilt is the number one winner. White guilt. White guilt is the number one winner in any Oscar performance now in the last... I don't know, five years, six years that's now. I think yep. we've we've been doing this now for so long uh-huh. that that's like I'm looking for the most guilty movie that you can find. <laughs> that's the winner. <laughs> that's the slam dunk. All right. So I think it's going to be La La Land. All right, that's a good one though. And the reason why is because it won a shit ton of awards this these past award I, shows. I, I mean, you 
Everybody's um, everybody's telling their opinion, and they, it's not saying you're wrong, but you know. Well, I haven't seen any of these movies on this best picture list. So I, I haven't even, either. So that's the same. Like, so like, I don't know. I like musicals though, and if I was voting on this, the fact that it's a musical would automatically get my vote. So I'm gonna vote on these completely different than the way that y'all do. That's perfectly fine. That's, yeah. that's what's great about the game is that you vote your conscience. I'm thinking star power, but she's got a point though. It's a musical. And it's won a lot of awards, but yet too many white people. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what the Oscars are about. Not going right. to give me with guilt. All right. All right. All right. So what else? What's next? Actor in a leading role as the next set. We have Casey Affleck, Manchester by the Sea, Andrew Garfield in Hacksaw Ridge, Ryan Gosling in La La Land, Viggo Morrison in Captain Fantastic, and Denzel watching in Fences. You All want right. to go first or me to go first? Go ahead, you go first. I automatically just because Denzel's the only one that's black in this <laughs> is the reason why he's going good. Not it, he's also a great actor. I'm not you know you gotta not to do anything wrong with that, that right kind of thing. I'm not not singing and I'm not putting against it, but that's probably the reason why. But you know, okay, I I would tend to agree with you. Yeah, I do kind of agree. I am also voting for Denzel okay. because he is Denzel fucking Washington. Yes, that's the. Main I mean, I reason. love I love every movie he's been in, so it's like you can't go wrong with Denzel. That's the main reason. But I think if the political climate wasn't the way it is, I think Ryan Gosling would take it. Yes, because everyone loves La La Land. Let's people forget he was a Disney boy. Yes, he was a singer. Yes, right. So. uh Okay, so as much as I also love Ryan Gosling, because The Notebook, <laughs> um, acting-wise, I think that Denzel is a better actor than Ryan. I would agree. Love me some Ryan Gosling, right? He's gorgeous, nice to look at. Mm, go Ryan, right? But I don't think that he could... I think if you were to put Ryan Gosling and Denzel oh, Washington Denzel would, in a movie together... Would wipe this, wipe this that's what I'm saying. If Denzel wasn't on this list... I would give it to Ryan Gosling. A lot of people like Casey But it's Affleck. Denzel fucking Washington. A lot of people yeah, like they do. Affleck. Yeah. But the problem is people are bitching because of his past. Right. And eh. All right, whatever. Okay. Okay, and Andrew Garfield, unfortunately, he could be knocked inside a park, but it's a Mel Gibson movie. I think Mel Gibson's going to get snubbed across the board because he's Mel Gibson mm. and the way the political climate is. All right, so what else? Actress in a leading role is the next set. Oh, I want to go first on this one. Uh, well, okay. let me give the list. Okay. okay. And, then, and then you can go first. <laughs> You have Isabel Herbert for Ellie, Ruth Nega for Loving, Mat- Natalie Portman for Jackie, Emma Stone for La La Land, and Meryl Streep for Florence Foster Jenkins. All right, babe, who are you picking? Meryl fucking Streep. Why? Because she's Meryl fucking Streep. That's, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to co-sign that. I like Emma Stone better, like, as, as, a, as a human, you know what I mean? <laughs> but again... If you put Emma and Meryl in the same fucking movie, like it's Meryl Streep. I, I, I also, aren't you the one that says, "Oh, just she's in a movie, hand her the fuck." I, I agree. <laughs> I agree a hundred percent. And I also think too that they're going to give her the Oscar because of the speech that she gave at the Golden Globes, where it was this whole like you know where she kind of people talking about bullies right right talking about bullies mm-hmm. and stuff like that but then also shot herself in the foot because she was like well, without the arts people would just be watching mixed martial uh mma and football and a lot of people are like well, i fucking like football meryl streep 
You know, that makes me a bad person. Fuck you. Mm. But I think that that Hollywood being Hollywood is going to hand her the Oscar, not only because she's Meryl Streep, fucking Streep, but because of they're going to want another moment like she did in the Golden Globes. Okay. I disagree. You disagree? I disagree. Ooh. I disagree. I think she's a phenomenal actress, and I think every every reward she's received is, is worthy. I do, too. But I don't think this is her time because of the movie she's in. Oh, not her time. Not her time. Who do you think it's going to? I think this is going to be a, this is, to me is a toss up. Okay, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but I'm going to go with Emma Stone and La La Land. Oh, that's a good pick. One, right, good pick. She won the Golden Globe. Now I think Natalie Portman could do it in Jackie as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, but I think though Emma Stone's finally going to get her moment. All right, this all right. One. All right. Next we have is actor in a supporting role. We have. Marshella Alley for Moonlight, Jeff Bridges in Hell or High Water, Lucas Hedges in Manchester by the Sea, Dev Petel, sorry if I mispronounced that one, for Lion, and Michael Shannon for Nat- Nocturnal Animals. Okay. This one's a tough one. All right. So who are you thinking? I'm going to go with uh, Marshella Alley for Moonlight. Why? Based on what I told you what the movie was about? Yes. All right. Okay. Okay. Stacey, you want to go next? So I don't know who any of these people are. Um, <laughs> Jeff Bridges was the bad guy in the first Iron Man. Michael Shannon is Zod. See, that's how I was going to give it to. I fucking <laughs> hate Superman. I love her thought pattern because I, I, I feel like she's going to be a distant third <laughs> in this, in this race. I'm sorry to say that. No, it's okay. That's why I love her because the way her mind, her beautiful mind works. I mean, to me, if I don't know anything about it, I feel like my vote, it's like a false vote anyways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So right. until we get to like the Disney movies or like the best animated, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'll, yeah, then I'll get that. serious. You right. know what I mean? But until then, like, I don't know these people and I don't know this movie. So whose name is the coolest and which letters do I like? You know what I mean? Cause, <laughs> cause that's how I'm going to go with it. I am going to go with Michael Shannon, not because he's Zod, but because he played Elvis and Elvis versus Nixon. And I really liked it. So I don't know what nocturnal animals is, nor do I really care, but I think he's going to get it. <laughs> I'm going with Dev Patel for lying. Okay. Just because he looks not white. <laughs> well, I mean, Patel's in, in yes. Indian name, so there you go. There you go. All, All right. right. Next is actress in a supporting role. We have Viola Davis for Fences, Naomi Harris for Moonlight, Nicole Kidman for Lion, Octavia Spencer for Hidden Figures, and Michelle Williams for Manchester, Manchester by the Sea. This one's a this it, one's a tough one. This one's tough. But I think I know who I'm going to pick. Who are you picking? I'm going to pick Viola Davis and Fences. And me too. And me too. Oh, we all we all agree on one. All right. Because she's Viola fucking Davis. Now don't get me wrong. Octavia Spencer is is you can't you know. Yeah, the, she's good. The two of them, because they were great in what do you call it that Help movie. Oh, that was good. You know, they also kind of had that brief moment in uh, Get On Up. I, I think it's Viola Davis. I think so. Turn, I think so. it's Viola Davis because she's been on this. She's won an Emmy. She got a Golden Globe. I think that she's going to be the 
the what do you call it, the winner of this one. Okay. All right, what else you got? All right, well now we're doing the animated feature film. This is where uh, oh, Stacy's probably going to sign not shot. The order that my paper's in. Oh, sorry. Um, one of them probably got out. You of probably got uh, fiddled out. Yeah, probably because the printer probably okay. jumped okay. the paper okay. or whatever. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. I okay. Was ready to like go to the next subject. All right, you ready for the the titles? These are animated feature films. It's Kobo and the Two Strings, Moana, the My Life as a Zucchini, <laughs> the Red Turtle, and Zootopia. So now this is this is the challenge, folks. This is the challenge, folks. Who wins the Oscar every year? What company wins it every year as the Disney. Oscar? It's right. a Disney movie. So now, how many titles are Disney titles? Two. Right. Two. So, which of those two titles do you think is going to win the Oscar? Oh, I'm going to go first? Sure. Well, Zootopia is uh, going to get it. I completely agree with her. I, 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 I really do. Like, I have to agree because that movie has its worldwide like phenomenal. As, like Moana was just Moana like, is a great movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. But Zootopia has a better message. Yes. yes. And that's what Hollywood's all about is sending that message out into the world. I personally like Moana better than Zootopia. Judy the bunny in Zootopia gets on my fucking nerves. Yes. Like seriously gets on my nerves. Now I've seen Zootopia a shit ton of times. Not only on my own, but because I was a teacher when this movie first came out. So I automatically had to watch it with the children. If Zootopia doesn't get it, I think that Kubo's going to get it. I don't, I think you're wrong on that completely. I mean, I I agree with you with Zootopia, (laughs) but I don't, I think it's going to be Moana if it's not Zootopia. Disney has put too much money into the Oscars. I mean, I've never seen Kubo and Two Strings, but I do know that a shit ton of people liked it, and it did really good for like a significant amount of time. It's also made by a production company that's the Carolina. They they do really good. Coraline. Coraline, sorry. Um, A lot of good stop motion animation. And every news article I've been seeing lately is, can we finally give this company an Oscar? Because... You know, I mean, Disney stops making movies. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on, kids, to uh, cinematography. All right, here are the five movies in that list: it's Arrival, La La Land, Lion, Moonlight, and Silence. Okay, so excuse my ignorance for a second, because uh-huh. you know, movie stuff isn't my forte. Uh-huh. Give me a pretty picture to look at and some popcorn, and that's all I need. What does cinematography mean? Cinematography <laughs> is exactly what you just said. Pretty picture. Oh, okay. It's basically how they're shooting the film, how how it looks, and in, in, you know through the lens, basically. Oh, okay. Like I would say, Moana is probably a prettier movie than Kubo and the Two, two Strings because of the color. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we're talking live action movies. Mm-hmm. Cinematography is just that kind of like how the overall vision looks. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, with that in mind, Ed, who are you picking? Well, this is this is a real problem now because I have not seen any of these movies like usual. Sure. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, La La Land on this one. I concur, Ed. Me too. I, I think La La Land goes back to that old school musical where, mm-hmm. like everyone talks about, that opening scene where they shut down the L.A. freeway to do a song and dance number. Yeah. It's like it's something you don't see very often. So if it's shot right, it's going to win an Oscar. All right. All right. So Not we here. all in agreement with that one. So yep. let's move on to the next one then. Uh, costume design. <clears throat> um, we have Allied, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Florence, Florence Foster Jenkins, Jackie, and La La Land. Can I go first on this one? Yeah, sure. Okay, so I think that the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them should get it. 
And the reason why is although I did not see it, it's a magic movie with magical creatures in it that I'm sure had magical fucking costumes. So to me, like, I don't know what Allied is. That's the Brad Pitt movie where he's married. It's a World War II film and he gets married to this woman. And then it's... She turns out to be a spy. They, or they think, think she's, she's a spy. spy. Oh, okay. So, like, that's cool costume or whatever, but did it take any imagination to make it? Probably fucking not. Florence Foster Jenkins, to me, if you're going to give an Oscar based on costume design, artistically, you should give it to the movie that had the most imagination and difficulty to bring something to the screen that you don't know what it is, personally, based on the costume of it, right? So because of that, I think that Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them should get it. Okay. Just saying. All right. I would disagree. Okay. Because usually the ones who usually get it are the ones who are most screen accurate with their costumes. Like Allied, I actually think it's, I'm kind of a toss up between Jackie and La La Land. Okay. Because La La Land is beautiful and everyone likes it, but we're talking about Jackie Onassis. We're talking about jfk's wife Mm -hmm. who was known for glamorous attire so i think that if they're going if they're going to go that route and they're going to put natalie portman in the clothes that jackie o wore i think you got a winner there okay i'm gonna go with jackie i'm going my gut all right i disagree with both of you oh (laughs) the only reason the only reason why is because watching the oscars year after year you kind of tend to notice trends, notice trends. Exactly. And the one thing that they like is older styles and like sixties, 1960s style is still not there yet in terms of being right. ancient enough. So I'm actually going to go with a crazy pick. This is going to be the way out, way outside the box, but Florence Foster Jenkins is probably going my pick oh. anyway for it. All right. All right, now we're going to move on to directing. We have Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. Okay, this one, uh, Ed, you want to go first? Yeah, I'm going to go with Moonlight on this one just because of uh, the subject matter of it. And that's, uh, you know, it's a a tough, tough pick not to uh, pick it. But, I mean, of course, you guys have different opinions. So go ahead and uh, who wants to be next? Um I, as much as I would love to see Mel Gibson get a directing Oscar, because yeah. I do think that every time he directs a movie, it is a a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Braveheart, come on. Yeah. You know, it's just a great movie. Um, I'm going to go with La La Land, though. Okay. I, I'm, I'm feeling La La Land. Like, I know it's it's going against my flow of, like, hey, Oscar is going to be kind of politically correct, but I think, they, I think the Oscars can't pass up an old school take a moment to be able to pat themselves on the back for getting an old school musical out in today's market. Okay. I think it's going to be La La Land too. All right. Okay, what do you got? Documentary feature is the next uh, category on our list here. The it is the list is Fire at Sea, I Am Not Your Negro, Life, Animated, OJ Made in America, and 13th are the uh, picks for the uh, documentary feature. Okay, so now here's the problem. I don't know what any of these are. None of us do. I actually know. I actually knew one. Well, I'm going to say I know of one too. Oscar Made in America because that's the the seven I know hour. Two of these. Ooh. Oh, what's this? So okay, what's thirteenth is actually a Netflix. It was on Netflix and it was a small series documentary about slavery. Okay. okay. Ooh. See, with OJ Made in America though. Yeah, they they put it in the theaters for that one time to get the whole to be able to get this Oscar nomination. Yeah. It's like seven and a half hours yeah. long. And people, 
I've seen that. I've seen the whole thing. What was the other one that you saw? Um, I haven't seen any of these. I just know. Oh, no, two, two of them. Okay. Yeah, okay. she yes. just knew by, by I thought work. you said just by the I, thought I think that OJ's going to get it because whatever we watched, was it the Globes that we watched that day? Yeah. That movie won a shit ton of them. Like the actors won and the directors won and a bunch of people won for that OJ movie. I, I, I kind of, that's my pick. I mean, as I'm, much- I'm actually going to go with the OJ one because I actually saw this one. I saw the whole seven hours of this. And we, we, I watched bits and pieces when we were at the gym. I, I actually went back and like, like on demand it and watched it. And it was like phenomenal. It was like his life all the whole time from, from beginning to end, from when it started when he was a kid to, to, to today where, where he's at now. And it really just paints this picture of who he was, who he is now. And it's so. And what, what the world was like at that time. Exactly. And it just, it was just amazing to see that. So I think that's <coughs> kind of the one that's going to win it. All right. Okay. So now comes the other subject. We know nothing about documentary short subject. That's right. Okay. Here are the titles. Extremists. 4.1 miles. Joe's violin. Wanati, My Homeland, and The White Helmets. All right. Who wants to start? I'll go first. All right. Because I have a funny reason why. Okay. So I don't know what any of these are, right? None of us do. None of us do. But I'm going to give it to 4.1 miles. And the reason why is because in my hometown, Four Mile Road on the on the beach is like a like a a place teenagers go to to get in all kind of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to give it to that just because it, like, speaks to my hometown for me. Okay. <laughs> Which is a st- stupid reason, I know. But I, mean, I don't know anything about him. I'm going political. Watani, my homeland. That's That was my thing. <laughs> that was my thing as well. As soon as I said it, I'm like, that's that's got to be it. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. All right. Is, it, is there Nazi, is there, uh, what do you call it, World War II kids in a concentration camp? Give them the Oscar. <laughs> All right. What's uh, next? Film editing. All right. We have Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge. Hell or High Water, La La Land, or Moonlight are the titles. Um, this is this is always the tough one. These are tough ones because it's like, okay, well, not only – because a lot of the story is told through the editing. Yes. You know, there's – so I don't know. Like, I, Part of me wants to give it to La La Land, but I think this will probably be the only Oscar Hexall Ridge would win because even though it's Mel Gibson directed – He's not the editor. Mm-hmm. So you get to give it the Oscar, but not directly to Mel. So I'm going with, and it's World War II, lots of explosions, a lot of editing uh, to tell that story, the horror if, the horror of war. I think I think we're going with that one. That's for me. Okay. I can I can see that. I mean, again, I never seen I didn't see any of these, so I don't really know. I wanted but, to see a rival, but, but I like your thought process on that one. Right. So I'm gonna piggyback off of you. All right. And if I if I choose wrong, she'll be like, "I knew you were wrong." No, because I'm gonna I'm gonna suck at this game. <laughs> like, I think Ed's right. I think I'm totally gonna fucking suck at this game, and that's fine. It's cool. I'm like, yeah, but I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> I had fun about. playing. That's what it's about. Fun playing. All right. Ed. I'm gonna go with La La Land on this one. Ooh. You know, I just Ed's going mainstream. Yeah, I mean that's you know musicals are tough ones to edit, so that's uh, uh, always a uh, you know what that is a good point with all yeah. those song and dance numbers, right? Putting it into a coherent story. 
All right, well, let's move on then. Uh, foreign language film. This is one we have no clue with. I can honestly say that in my opinion, but I know everybody. I can actually speak for the whole room on this one. Yeah. So it's going to be <laughs> Land of Mine, A Man Called Of, Ove, I guess. Whatever. The Salesman, Tiana, and Tony Erdman. All right. All right. I'm just going to go. Oh, no, no, no. Here, hold on, Harlan. Let me. I know who my pick is. All right. It's going to be. The salesman, because it's from Iran, and this is the guy who who couldn't make it to the, who wasn't going to be able to make it to the Oscars because of the travel ban, and everyone got all uppity about it. And finally, when the ban was kind of lifted, he's like, "You know what? Fuck you! I'm not going." But the salesman, yeah. All right. So okay. I'm picking the salesman because again, Hollywood's going to be like, "Oh, we're going to give it to that guy because we're mainstream. We're better than our, we're better than our current administration." Yeah. All right. So all right. That's, right. that's my pick. I'm going to go with you on that one, just because of that. <laughs> um. <laughs> anytime now. Anytime now. <laughs> I'm gonna pick Land of Mine. All right. All right. And I don't know why. Okay. Just because it's a pretty name. All okay. Right. All right. Now we're getting into some of the tougher ones for me. <laughs> this one's not gonna make Stacey happy. Makeup and hairstyling. All right. It's going to be a man called Ove. Star Trek Beyond. And Suicide Squad are the three for the makeup and hairstyling. That's right, folks. Oscar-nominated Suicide Squad. <laughs> All right, so this is tough. If I, this isn't tough for me at all, so I know. I'll go. What, okay, what are you picking? I'm picking Star Trek. All right. Not okay. Not because not just because I fucking hate Suicide Squad, right? Uh, but I I've seen Star Trek Beyond with you and Dad. Uh-huh. And I, I also seen Suicide Squad. I think that the makeup and hairstyling in Star Trek is better than the makeup and hairstyle. Forget what the movie's about or the right. acting in it. I think that the makeup and hairstyling is better in an alien-related movie than a superhero-related movie. Okay. All right. Hey, you, you have a pick. Um, I, I gotta be honest. I'm kind of. It's tough for me because I can see why Suicide Squad was nominated. Yeah. The makeup and hairstyling because. Regardless of the way the movie was acted in, yeah. it looked pretty. I mean, let's face it, as much as I didn't like, they're not talking just, you know, visually. They're talking about Joker's tattoos. They're talking about Harley's tattoos. Oh, I know. They're talking about his jackets and her outfits and mm-hmm. everyone's outfits. They're talking about Killer Croc. They're right. talking about the Enchantress. I get what you're saying. Uh, I, a man called Of, over whatever. Yeah. He's nominated for best foreign language film. Now, let's face it, I don't think they're gonna give it to him. But I, it just looks like an old guy in a hat. Like, how is that gonna win? Well, that's 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 what's intriguing. That's my actually pick. That's your pick. That's gonna be my pick. I'm not gonna pick either sci-fi movie or whatever. I'm gonna pick that one because that is so odd to me that they picked a foreign film for hairstyle and makeup. That is just they've never done that before. So there's something to this. You know, so it makes it a little bit more difficult. You Ooh. go, wait a minute, you're you're throwing a you're throwing a real wrench in the monkey works here. How is this like foreign film in makeup hairstyling? You never see this. It's always like like some kind of drama that nobody ever saw, but it's an American movie or, or you know or or uh, an English speaking movie. So when you have a foreign film in that, you're kind of going, wow, there may be something to this. You know, so That's good logic, good logic. Know. Uh, I, I, I personally, I kind of want to pick Suicide Squad 
only because you vote pick the other two. <laughs> and I, now, I, I, and the object, I think the object is to win, not to tie. <laughs> but the thing for like Star Trek Beyond and Suicide Squad is, I think they're just going to get snubbed, no matter because what. Because they're superhero and sci-fi movies. movies, they don't get it. All right, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of go with you at it on this one. <laughs> Man called Over. All right, what else? Uh, music original score is now in the next category. We have. Uh, Five uh, ca- uh, five nominees: Jackie, La La Land, Lion, Moonlight, and Passengers are the five. Uh, thing. All I right. mean, ob- it's I, obvious. I, I was going to say, would I be out of place to say I think I speak for all of us when we're going to say La La Land? Yes. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll be shocked. I'll be stunned. All right. All right. Okay. Now this is always a good one. Uh, music original score song. Here are the nominees. We have Audition, The Fools Who Dream from La La Land. Music by Justin Hurwitz. Lyric by Benji Pensky and Justin Paul. <laughs> Can't Stop the Feeling from Trolls. Music and lyric by Justin Timberlake, Max Martin, and Carl jo- Johan Schuster. It's a catchy fucking song. I got to admit, every time I hear it, I'm like, my head's bobbing, my toes tapping. We have City of Stars from La La Land, music by Justin Hurtwitz, lyric by Benji Pensick and Justin Paul. The Empty Chair from Jim and the Giants, the, I'm sorry, Jim the James Foley Story, music by Jay Ralph and Sting. Ooh, Sting, ooh. And How Far, how far I Go from go. Moana, that's music and lyrics by Lynn uh, Manual. Manual, thank you. I'm not even going to pronounce that name. I'm going to butcher it, but uh, everybody I think knows that uh, song. So uh, there uh, we go. Here we go, kids. Here we go. This is the toughest toss-up ever, I think. We have two from La La Land, one from Trolls, one from James, the James Foley story, and Moana. See, I'm always in the camp. When you have two songs from the same movie, they're going to cancel each other out. Okay. That's my, it's always my, like, you're going to like one or the other, and then you're like, if you and I are picking, and I go, well, I like this song from La La Land, and you go, well, I like this the other song, song. Right. she could, you know, trolls could sneak in through the back door. Mm-hmm. But you got the ace in the hole, Moana, Disney. I've never really seen Disney movies not win original songs. Tarzan. They've lost. Yeah, I know they've yeah, lost. Toy, but... Story's, Toy Story's movies have, uh, like, you got a friend of me. Yeah, but it. I mean, I don't really. I... Yeah, but they're not musical numbers. Like, there are songs from the movie. Yeah. But this is her belling it out. This is basically the modern version of, you know, Little Mermaid. Okay. You know, like, she's out there going, you know, how far I'll go. It's about her becoming a woman, going out and adventuring into the world. I think... Look how, look how Stacey's studying the adventure. Boy, she is really into she's that. Like, she's like... She's like... Her, I, that I, paper I, would be fire <laughs> if there were laser eyes in her head. She's like... like <laughs> All, now, there's a reason why I'm, uh, I, I'm having an issue. With all the one. songs, for the most part, are songs from the movie. Yeah, this song is in the movie, and it kind of gives you the character of who she is and what her dreams are. I'm going for Moana. I know I should be like a publicist. I'm just, I think I sold the fuck out of that movie, <laughs> that song. All right, you two are very quiet. Either. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree. Okay, I'm gonna right. disagree, and I'm actually gonna go. I've never seen the movie, but apparently it's catchy, so I'm gonna go with the Trolls movie. I'm gonna go draw with "Can't Stop the Feeling." I think that ridiculous song is going to win. <laughs> All okay. right, 
So I never watch the Oscars, okay? Ne- never. If there's not like cool fucking performances in it, I don't want to watch it, right? Right. But <clears throat> I, you, I know Justin Timberlake will be sitting out there on stage, so I'm singing and dancing it up. Yeah, because they always do. They always do the songs. Yeah. They always sing them. The two from La La Land. I know that you think that they'll cancel each other out, and I mean, you watch the Oscars, so you're probably fucking right. But to me, if two songs are on there, like I think one of them's gonna get them. But here's my issue that I'm having, and why I stared at this piece of paper for like ten minutes. Uh huh. I agree with the Moana aspect. I, that's my favorite song in that whole movie. Right. It's like the most meaning. It's like the turning point of her right. for that it's, fucking movie. Uh, the way I said it, it's Ariel's standalone piece. In, right. It's yeah, but I don't think it was a strong enough piece. That's why I, I disagree. But I think I'm gonna give it to "Can't Stop the Feeling" from Trolls, right. and the reason why is because of Justin Timberlake. Okay. All right. Like All right. if if he didn't have anything to do with that, well, go fuck yourself, Trolls. Right. But it's Justin Timberlake. Okay. I grew up on some Justin. All right, so it's a personal thing. N- no, because he actually wasn't my favorite from the band. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But he's a talented musician, and I think because he actually had a hand in this, that he's he's going to get It's going right. to be true. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Next up is production design. Yes. Right? We have Arrival, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Hail Caesar, La La Land, and Passengers are the nominees. Yeah, I haven't seen Passengers in a really. You missed see fan. That. Oh no, you said, no, it. You said, you said it. it. You said it. Sorry, I, I was reading. I really, I mean, the visually it looked good, um, Passengers, but again, most of it's green screen work. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Hail Caesar, I saw. It's a funny movie. Mm-hmm. It's set in the 1940s Hollywood twenties mm-hmm. that, that era. Um. I'm going to go La La Land. Okay. I think La La Land's the golden child this year because of how many how many places it's been nominated. I think I, I still think Hollywood's going to be like, look at us. We made a musical that most people have seen and everyone's going to love when they do finally see it. And we should be proud of that. So good job, Hollywood. Here's an Oscar. Okay. <laughs> What's your pick? I think it's Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Ooh. I think there's enough um, solid pieces in that production design that okay. really give it it's the the, the win. Okay, Stacy. Stacy. Okay, so well, because I was scrolling for the next category. All right. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so production design is like how much work and stuff had to be put into producing this movie, right? Right, like you know, how it's like locations and sets and things like that. I'm going to give it to La La Land. Okay. Because right. somebody had to coordinate these dances. Well, that, that would be, uh, I don't know. Is there, would... is there a, a, an there's option no, no, for that? There's no choreography okay. option well, in the Oscars. To me, you had to produce all of that. You're right. So no. yeah, I'm going to give it to La La Land. Go with what you know and what you want to believe, you know. Go with your gut. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's uh, go to short film, animated. Uh, Blind Visha. Sorry, Blind Visha. Borrowed Time. Pear cider and cigarettes, Pearl and Piper. Um, I, I. Do you remember I, one of those? It's Piper. We saw Piper right before um, Moana. I think it was. Oh right, right, right. No, right, right. Piper was right right before Finding Dory. Okay, right before Finding Dory, mm-hmm. and 
It was oh uh, yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. I'm surprised the other one before Moana wasn't nominated, the one with the inner workings. Yes, where it showed like his organs yeah. and all of that, like fighting over him. I thought that that's what Borrowed Time was, right. because I didn't remember that one, which is what I was Googling. Okay. So I Googled Borrowed Time. I don't think it's going to be the Pear Cider and Cigarettes, because it has cigarettes in it, and they don't like that anymore, right? So I don't yeah. think it's going to be that one. I don't know what the first one is, and I don't know what Pearl is either, and I was going to Google that, but we got to this subject <laughs> before. But I found out that Borrowed Time is actually, I've never seen this one, but Pixar made it too. Shit. <laughs> So now I've seen Piper and loved it. Thought it was fucking amazing. It looked so good. So good. But because I now know that Borrowed Time is also made by Pixar, I don't know what to do. I marked my paper already before Googling, so I'm going to give it to Piper because I marked it already. But, you know, you guys, Borrowed Time is made by Pixar. Oh, boy. All right. Well, I'm going to go with Piper. So All right. So, again, we're, we're in agreement. All right. All right. Show, short film live actions in the next category. Oh, okay, let's see you do this one. A nemesis endeavors. La femme et le DVGV. Silent Nights, Sing, and Time Code. Um, <laughs> I'm going Silent Nights. Me too. I bet my reason's funnier. You're probably right. What's, what's your reason? Because when I seen it, I sang the song in my head. I see the image. It's a black guy and a white woman in bed. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I went with La Femme, La Femme, Le et TGV. TVG? TGV. Why? Because... you had a hard time saying the title? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to learn how to say it when we see the Oscars. All right, next is sound editing. Oh, this is always a fun one. Um, we have Arrival, Deepwater Horizon, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land and Sully. I, uh, uh, these are always tough. Sound editing and sound mixing are always the two the, tough, the two ones. tough ones. Yep. Um, shit. I'm going La La Land. I it just. That's what I went with too. It's I, a musical. It's a music. That's the problem. It's like it's, a, it's yeah, but it's not really so much the songs itself. It's the other sounds that go along with the, the right. movie. That's the 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 deep the deep thing. So it's like you go well, okay. Well, Hacksaw Ridge is a war movie, so it's a lot of explosions. Sully is landing on the water, so like what kind of sounds they're going to give you? Uh, Deepwater Horizon, of course, is about the like basically oil explosions. And Arrival is I don't even know what that film's about. That's, that's the um, alien invasion movie oh, okay. where you actually have to. It's it's more of a serious movie where having it's got a message of you know, having to learn a language. Yeah, Arrival is my pick then. All right. Okay. All right. So uh, I picked La Stacey and I picked La La Land. So. All right. Well, now we're going to Sam Mixing. This is Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, 13 Hours, The Secret Soldier of Benghazi. Okay. Right away, I'm going to say now, 13 Hours is not going to win it because it's got the old Benghazi and no one lets to talk about that. Okay. All right. I, I want to vote for Rogue One because it's fucking Star Wars. That that, that... I did. No, you did? Right. Yeah, because I want them to get it. Right. <laughs> okay, I'm going with Rogue One, too. I'm going with Hacksaw Ridge. Ooh. I would love to go with Rogue One. I really would. I would love it so much. They want it. I'd be like to be wrong about this one, but they never get it. 
right. So visual effects is the next uh, category. This is always a fu- this is always a tough one. Yes. So we have Deep Water Horizon, Doctor Strange, The Jungle Book, Kobo and the Two Strings, and Rogue One: A Story, A Star Wars Story. I'm going. See, here's the problem. I I want Doctor Strange to win mm-hmm. because it's a Marvel movie. Yeah. The problem is the visual effects you kind of already seen in Inception. Yes. So I don't know if his Inception won an Oscar for that movie. Mm-hmm. Like I would have to Google that. But since we can't cheat like that, I don't, I don't know. My gut wants to say Doctor Strange. But then again, Jungle Book is basically a kid and a bunch of digital animals. Mm-hmm. But I, I seen Jungle and Book. It looked great. I don't think they're going to get it. Okay. okay. Not to, I voted for Rogue One. Okay. Because of this whole list, while I know what Doctor Strange looks like because I've seen the trailers, so I get where they're going with it, right? I didn't actually see it. I did see the Jungle Book. I think it would be cool if Kubo and the Two Strings got it. Right. Because it's that stop animation, and I think that that's cool. Like, right. if they get it, I think that'll be cool. But, based on what I've seen, I think that the visual effects in Rogue One were better than in the Jungle Book. I, 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 I'm going to agree with her, but I never saw Jungle Book. This is the reason why I'm voting for Rogue One. Number one, <laughs> you had to make everything look like it was from a movie from the 70s. Mm-hmm. The styles from it. Second, you brought a person back from the fucking dead and made him talk. And it, he was a legitimate actor in that movie. It wasn't just like a walk-off role. It was legitimately Peter Cushing standing there, talking, interacting with other people. Fuck you. Get that man an Oscar. Yes. And then, you know, of course, Carrie Fisher at the end. You know, right. Young Carrie Fisher. But, I mean, overall, like, if even if she was still alive... I would still vote for that because, again, the whole Peter Cushing back from the dead and, and making all the ships be accurately done as if they were done in, in a, like a, like a 70s style motif. Yes. So that, that's my pick. Ed? Well, actually, my first instinct was uh, Kobo and the Two Strings. But uh, you know what? Now that you reminded me of Peter Cushing coming back from the dead, I have to go with Rogue One. <laughs> You're right. I mean, like, how can you beat that? I mean, that's... I mean, like, the artistry of Kobo's Truth Rings probably has been done before. Mm-hmm. So you, you go through this list, you're like, you're right, Doctor Strange, Inception. Jungle Book has been done before. There has been other animated kind of style movies that's so been done before. I'm sure Kobo and Two Streaks, the artistry has been done there a little bit done before. Mm-hmm. Deepwater Horizon, obviously it's been done before. So it's like, yeah, you know what? This is a new, totally new effect that could totally change the way mm-hmm. movies are made in the future. So let's, let's go with that one. Oh, look at me, selling Rogue One. All right. All right, so now we got two left. That's right. The big ones. The big ones. All right. So now we have writing. It's all about writing, kids. It's adapted screenplays. The first one, we have Arrival, Fences, Hidden Figures, Lion, and Moonlight. All right, I know which we're all picking. I do, too. Ed? And you're picking? I think Fences is going to get it. Okay. Shit. I pick Hidden Figures. I, to be honest, I was torn between Fences and Hidden Figures. I figured Hidden Figures is nominated for a couple of, of Oscars, but I think this is the one that's going to give See, them. See, I don't. I think that if Fences wasn't a part... I think the problem with Hidden Figures and Fences going up against each other is I, I don't think... I, I don't think that Hidden Figures can beat out All right. Fences. Okay. Yeah. Like, if Fences wasn't on there... Hidden figures all day long. All right. 
but it is. Uh, <laughs> I think you got to give that movie something because the way they made such a big deal about it, um, about, you know, not only women, but African-American women in it. the 60s helping put a man on the moon, you got to give him something, especially in today's climate. I get it. I'm going to disagree with you, and I'm going to go with Arrival. Okay. All right. Do you have any reasons? Um, just, just because it looks like a giant rock on the ground? Just because it's like, uh, it's kind of like something that could be more realistic than anything else. Right. So something that could actually happen in real life. So it might be the 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 winning vote. But I, I, it's a, again, I, I, you guys got some pretty strong, uh, uh, good opinions there. So it's it's a toss up. Uh, but I'm just going to go with my gut on All that right. one. All right. Finally, writing original screenplay. We have Hall, Hell or High Water, La La Land, The Lobster. Manchester by the Sea and 20th Century Women. Like I would like to see Manchester by the Sea get it, but I'm, I'm still thinking La La Land's going to be the golden child this year. I do too. Okay. I think between La La Land and hidden and um, and what do you call it? Fences. I think they got a lock on the majority of the awards. All right. Ed. 20th Century Women. Why? Because it's about voting in the uh, 1900s, uh, so I think that's uh, the, still, uh, I think, a touch, touchy subject, but people can talk about it now, so I think that's, uh, All right. okay. that's our pick. Uh, Stacy, what are you picking? I picked La La Land. All right. All right, well, there you have it, folks. All right, that's our picks, and actually, that's our time. Yeah. So, so uh, we'll have some bonus material for the uh, podcast, because podcast, there's, some, there's some doozy articles that I brought that I uh, want to get your opinions on, uh, well, we'll do it there. All right. Well, so then, uh, again, thank you for listening. You've been listening to Geeksters live here on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. There's your doctor about Aquanet Radio on those apps. Don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters. And uh, if you want to know where you can get the podcast version of the show, mm-hmm. you can hit the About section on our Facebook page, or go to WordsWithGeeks.com or iTunes. Or you can go to Google Play and search for it there as well. You can also go to our About section on Facebook and search there. Or our Where to Find Us tab on our website, wordswithgeeks.com, of all the other places you can download our show. And uh, I think that's it, right? Well, well I wanna... mean, obviously, if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard on the show, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. And that's S-H-A-W-N. And we'll see you next week, folks. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, everybody. So, uh, Ed, it has a news article. Yes, yes, I do. I, I this this one I was kind of hoping we would get to. Of course, the, with the the Oscar ballots going a little bit longer than, than anticipated, but it, I think it's worth it. But uh, this one I I thought was you know since we were talking about it and this person's name kept coming up over and over again throughout the talks of the Oscar ballots, I thought this is a perfect fit. For a bonus article. Okay. Mel Gibson confirms Suicide Squad Suicide Squad 2 director talks. So... <laughs> so I... <laughs> I thought this was... Especially if we were going on and on about Oscar... About Mel Gibson throughout this whole Oscar ballot thing. I'm like, wow. Then, like, this, this pretty much just wrote itself in a way, you know, like, fitting in here perfectly as a bonus article. 
So again, now this is not confirmed that he is right. the director, but they're just in talks. Yeah, you know, and, and Mel Gibson also confirmed this as well. So it's not like just one sided. Like right. this is both sides of the table saying, "Yeah, we're we're in primary talks." It's like uh, Mel Gibson puts it like we're like on a first date kind of thing. Okay. They're 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 in discussion. Mel Gibson would put it that way. Yes. So, uh, of course, Variety's re- revealing this, you know, information. There's also other names possibly that's going to be on the list. Uh, I thought David Ayers was going to come back and redirect it. Well, it's it, David Ayers is not on this list at all. So uh, we're going to we've got Ruben Finch, uh, Fleischer, who was a uh, director of Zombieland. Okay. Uh, Daniel Espinosa, who did Safe House. Okay, that was a good movie. Uh, Jonathan Levine for Fifty Fifty. Are the other contenders for the uh, for this movie? Okay, I I kind of want Mel Gibson to direct it. I do. <laughs> you do? I do because he understands. Like, say what you want about him as a person, but as an actor, he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Number two, he might give himself a part in it. I would love to see Mel Gibson in a comic book movie. Yeah, because he's great for it. Um, visually, it would be kind of cool. I mean, he knows how to handle a big budget. Mm-hmm. He also knows how to do small budget movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it'll have a grand scope, mm-hmm. probably. Um, sure, why not? <laughs> like, he's already won a couple Oscars. Yeah. You know, so, sure. I, I, I mean, let's face it. Warner Brothers is having a shit time, a shit of a time trying to find directors for The Flash. Um, Batman now is back up in the air because Matt Reeves walked away from it. Okay. So, and now there's even more rumors that Bat- Ben Affleck doesn't want to be Batman anymore. Yeah, actually, I did have, have an article about that as well. That uh, he's he's stated a few times, and uh, Matt Cena or Sienna, I think is the uh, person's name that's uh, it's talking about. It. He's like is the voice of this the whole thing that he's heard this from Ben Affleck himself. So it's not like you know it's kind of like rumor or whatever like. He's heard this as well. He's trying to get out of the contract. See, here's the problem I have: is like, what the fuck is Warner Brothers doing to scare away talent? Like, what's going on behind closed doors where Flash can't keep a director? Like, at this point, you and I could throw our hats in the ring, and we might probably have a better shot at getting the gig of directing the Flash than some other people. Because you and I will be company shows. Like, sure, you want this. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, like, Cause what, do, what do we care? We're going to get paid. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'll just take a flat rate, whatever it is, yeah. you know, and then it's scale. Yeah. It's a director scale. Just double it and so it, and I can split down the middle and then we'll direct the flash. Yeah. Just give me a script and I've seen enough movies. You've seen enough, enough movies. movies. I think we can I've, watch. I've done some, some, some art school stuff so yes. I could do some, you know, definitely behind the counter stuff. I play video games. Yeah. So I got a visual style of going, you know, it would be kind of cool with this. Yeah. You know? I mean, and plus the fact that there's like a team of Warner Brothers uh, uh, like, project pro- uh, designers and, yes. and, and makeup artists and stuff like that, that it's just like, this is what I think. Okay, you know, like, sure, sure, why not? I mean, I might be a little anal about certain things. Like, I would probably completely change that suit, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Maybe. I'd be like, can we do a little bit more comic book-y? I mean, like, I would try to bring Flash fun back in the Flash. But, I mean, I also feel like, too, there's enough people putting enough money in, and the producers are going to go, this is what we want. I'd be like, all right. Yeah. You know, like, fine. It's your money. So that way, when that shit hits the fan, I'd be like, look. Ed and I, we were just hired hands. Yeah. These are the people who were calling the shots. You want to know why this movie failed? 
talk to them. Yeah. All we did was say action, cut, print perfect. Yeah. <laughs> cut, print perfect. And I would do it like that time every time. <laughs> like the Grinch. <laughs> cut, print perfect. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I, 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 I really don't think because they, the, you figure the visual department's got the flash rundown sure. to what they wanted to do, and you know, I mean, any script they give us, it's like, okay, like what, what are we gonna say? Like, no, like, yeah, I know enough of the flash to go, this is horrible. Like, you know, it's right. like, it's like, yeah, okay, it's, hey, look, look, you're paying us. Just tell us what you want. We'll do it. If you need bodies on the set, we'll just be there. Just so little. I have, a, I have a vision head. The Flash just runs fast, <laughs> punches people, and go. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've, I probably do a little research because I'd be like, who, who's he fighting? You know, like, okay, sure, let me yeah, let, let me see. You know, let me let me see what this ca- character knew in the comic books and go, okay. I'm like, yeah, it's not even close what the scripts is, but whatever, you know. Because you figure with all the work they've already done. They've got to have locations for this stuff. They mm-hmm. probably already have a working script. They just can't find a director to, like, them to agree upon. Same with Batman. It seems to be like, okay, first you have Ben. And sometimes Ben's like, you know what? My plate's too full. I can step back from the directing because you still have me as an actor and you still have me as a writer. Mm-hmm. But then DC goes, you know what? No, no. We're hiring Matt Reeves and we're starting, we're starting the script from scratch. So all the work Ben did and all the work Jeff Johns did guy who runs dc mm-hmm. is like they go no we don't want that script we're gonna hire we're gonna get a new script going and then matt reeves decides to go you know what i'm out who are they gonna get to do that well was the thing they were there was a lot of rumors speculating with matt reeves doing the the project that he was going to get more creative control over the whole apparently not. But, you know and that was the thing maybe maybe he that's what he wanted and they wouldn't we let him have Batman it movie. sure i mean that's probably easier than flash because we know the characters yeah, you know, know the character a lot better and we make it more film noir. We do it on. We'll do it on the cheap too. Yeah. <laughs> Bring back the '66 costume. <laughs> he had a utility belt. We're gonna use that again. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like let's see. We actually use a utility belt. That's just gadgets. Like let's see him do some real detective work. Yeah. Make it a murder mystery noir. There you go. You know. I think it's because I. I honestly think they want to rewrite the script is because with David Ayer saying that he wished he made the Joker more. Um, the bad guy in the movie I think Warner Brothers was like fuck let's do that mm-hmm. you know like I said before though I, I, I think they put a lot of production value into Joker yeah that they that's why they really want him in the next movie you know yeah. the next Batman movie so alright well I also have a news article oh really and this one's only catering because of Stacy's love for the Little Mermaid okay um she's already throwing her head back going oh my god what now I don't um <laughs> Apparently, you know, they're, they're doing live action versions of their movies. Right? Yes. Someone threw their hat in the ring. No, she's not. <laughs> no, she's not. No, she's not. I don't know. Is that being picked up? My I have no idea. Shaking her head, going, "No, she's not." I know who you're talking about. It doesn't. So what? Like, if you had a guess of who would want to play Ariel, is she sober? I. I shh. You're gonna spoil it for Ed. All right, based off of that statement that I heard, that is she sober? It has to be. Uh, fuck, what's her name? The redhead. Uh, well, so she's blonde now, I think, at this point. But she was red at one point. 
And she did that parent trap movie. Lindsay uh, Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan would like to be considered for the role. Um, <laughs> on Saturday, Lohan posted a side-by-side picture of her and Ariel on her Instagram account and with and a message that accompanied the image read, I will sing again as, Ari- as hashtag Ariel, hashtag Little Mermaid, at Disney Approve, at hashtag Bill Cadone directs it along with my sister at Alania Music singing theme song for the soundtrack. I I I, I don't know. <laughs> Let me see the picture. This is the picture she posted. Uh, I, I, wait, wait, let me see that again one more time. Uh, is that an old? That's got to be an old picture. I'm gonna say it looks like an old picture because because she looks like shit right now. I, exactly. Okay. The thing for me is, is that <laughs> did she did she finish the program? Is she still under house arrest? Because I have I have no idea if that's still happening or not. <laughs> Who knows what her last thing I knew she was in she was in Russia. Was she? Yeah, she was in Russia with um, fighting with her boy toys. Yeah, some billionaire. Okay. You know, I. I <laughs> See the thing is, is that I, I it doesn't matter what Lindsay Lohan says. You know what Disney's gonna say? Disney's gonna be like, oh, wait, what? What? You, are you high? You probably are. <laughs> Get the fuck out of our office. <laughs> I'm sure she's been calling them and they're not returning her call. I, I, uh, yeah, so she's going to Instagram, and I'm sure all her Lohanites. I don't Lohanites. know. The, I, I mean, her, her, her. Her, her followers, her followers are probably like, "Yay, Lindsay Lohan is there." But I, I, look, in all fairness to Lindsay Lohan, sober Lindsay, I think if she was Mean Girls age, mm-hmm. I think she'd be perfect mm-hmm. because she's great in Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, she was first of all Mean Girls. I think the best I've ever seen her look. Mm. She looks gorgeous in that movie. Mm. And then I think that that Lindsay at that age would have been perfect for Ariel. Now, no, you're better off playing Ursula. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing with her is, is the fact is that the last few projects she's been on that you've that they've talked about, she's either been fired or you know taken out yeah. because it's just you know not showing up or showing up really late and demanding so much stuff and. Mm. No director or, or uh, any production company will work with her. There's you that know, movie really. that she was in where she plays the stripper and her twin sister. I heard was actually not bad, mm-hmm. but that's the last thing I heard about it. Everything else was like she was supposed to do that made-for-TV movie. Um, the last thing she did was the she played. Um, oh, uh, um, uh, oh. <sighs> What's her name? Uh, Joan Crawford? No. No, no, it wasn't Joan Crawford. It was uh, from Cleopatra, Elizabeth Teller. Teller, yes. She played, I think it was like a Liz and Burton, Liz Teller, Richard Burton. Yes. Biopic. Yes. That was horrible, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Um, But outside of that, it's like, Lindsay, come on. Like, look, I appreciate the fact that you were once a hot redhead. I do. Mm. Uh, as a, as a red-blooded American male, yeah, you know what? I would love to see you in Seashell. Maybe 10, 15 years ago when you were in like Mean Girls. Yeah. Um, you know, but now it's 
your time has passed. Like, move it on. Right. Like, you know, it depends on how young they're going to go with Ariel. Like, if she's supposed to be a 16, 17-year-old girl, guess what? No. If they're going to make her like a 20-something-year-old girl and have this adventure, which would probably make more sense to try to, like, the whole love story part, it might be a little bit more as, as, a, as a, a young adult rather than a old teenager. <laughs> I just think it's a shit idea. I just really do. I, like I just I can't. It's like <laughs> you you can you can paint in any picture you'd like. It's just a black, disgusting, vomity looking, horrible thing that you just go. I don't get it, and I'll never I, will. I, like look look, Lindsay, I get it. You used to work for the mouse. You made the mouse some money, but the mouse doesn't owe you shit. Right. They don't need you. You need them. The mouse says so. I think. I think if if Disney's smart, which they'll probably do, is they'll probably put an unknown as Ariel in the in the lead role, and then the, su- the supporting cast will be more people like uh, famous stars that you know you're gonna get like uh, kind of thing, like kind of they did with Alice in Wonderland. And, well, I think the test would be like okay, Maleficent while being live action, no musical numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, Beauty and the Beast looks like it has musical numbers. Mm-hmm. Looks like there's some singing, dancing, some dancing. Like carbon copy. Yeah. Carbon. It looks exactly like shot for shot, a live action version. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we're going to get a lot of singing in this one, but I don't think, I think we're going to get a more realistic view of Beauty and the Beast than we, we do with the storybook cartoon land, kind of, you know, kind right. of thing. But I think it depends on how well that works. It depends on whether or not they're going to make The Little Mermaid as a musical as well. If they take the music out of The Little Mermaid, I'm out. Right, because, I mean, let's face it, you, everyone wants to see Ursula. Uh, too, I, I... You know, you you say that now, but you get a you get a trailer, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> you're like, I got to see this thing. You know. I I I know I understand that she's telling me she's telling me like you know seeing the songs and all, but the thing is is that the the reality of it is is that if Disney can do it in a way without music, which I think it's going to be impossible to do, it will. But. If you get something where they give you a trailer and you're like, "Holy shit, I gotta see this movie," you're gonna get that from Disney. Like yeah. that's the, that's the thing. Like you know, it it would be the the toughest thing they'd ever had have accomplished. But I think they can, they have the guts to do it. Yeah. I just thought of Meryl Streep as Ursula. That that would be a good choice. Like that's I mean, saying like you would have those kind of people in right. the supporting roles. But like you have like you can I can see them doing that like. Have her filmed from the waist up, mm. you know. I mean, I'm, I don't know if she can sing, but I can. I know she can definitely do the, like that Mrs. Florence thing is her singing, but singing badly. So I don't know if she actually has any real musical talent. I don't well, know. that's that's a thing. I mean, like you know, like for 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 actors and actresses to do that, that's a lot tougher job to sing off key and I, bad than it is to actually sing the song correctly. So it's more of a talent to do that than. Actually singing. I'm gonna be honest. If I had to pick a live action Little Mermaid, I would have to go with uh, what's her face, uh, sassy redhead from La La Land, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. I have a good choice. You know, she's still young enough; she could pull it off. She can pull off the sassy teenager, like I'm, like Easy A. You know, like. But the thing is, is that like, does she really want to do something like that? Even if for Disney, I mean, especially she wants to get more uh, mature roles and more. Uh, Adult themed uh, movies. Uh, let me put it this way: I think that if she wins an Oscar, because mm-hmm. she's nominated for one, she wins the Oscar. Emma Stone can write her own ticket. Most of them usually do after that, anyway. You know, like <sighs> you see, for the most part. 
I, yeah, you know, I mean, like, like, granted, I, I, I agree with you, but there's also like the, that, like, curse too. Like, once they get that Oscar, like, you don't see them too often. Like, like all of a sudden, like, they do a movie and it's horrible, you know. And you go, "This is your follow up from your Oscar performance," right. you know. And you go, I, I, "Wow!" Like, I think that if I mean, again, that would be my pick, Emma Stone, because I, she's a redhead. I mean, I'm Mister. Like, well, she, she's a redhead, so she must be good for the role. I know you can get a good act, a good brunette, and turn her to a redhead, uh, yeah. or or a blonde and turn her. Into, I know you can do that, but instinctively, I want to say like, as far as the sassiness of the character and to be able to play quirky too. Like, I mean, let's face it, there's going to be some physical comedy involved in a live action Ariel. First time she's with her feet, her legs walking around. She's got to be good with be able to, her facial expressions because she's not going to have a voice for most of the movie. Mm-hmm. So I think that Emma Stone has the physical prowess word, to be able to pull off a physical comic comedic moments. All right. Not, you know, I tend to disagree on this, but you know. <laughs> Ed, you ignorant slut. <laughs> <laughs> but what do I know? I'm not in the movie, so. All right, well, uh, there you have it, folks. Why don't you let us know who you think would be a good pick for uh, a live aerial yeah. By contacting us through our Facebook page, Geeksters. Don't forget to give us a like. <laughs> you can also follow us on Twitter and tell us there as well. That's right. But if you want to catch the show live, you can on Sunday nights starting around 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Aquanet, excuse me, AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and any of your Google Play apps. There you go. You can also... F- huh? <laughs> I, I know everything we're doing now. <laughs> Did you forget where we were? Yes. <laughs> but you want to contact Sean and let him know, you can contact him at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. Or you can contact Ed at Ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at, at Geeksters. I did that already. You did that already? Yes. Okay. I, I kind of got fumbled in there. All right. Because you, you did the Facebook and then I did the Twitter right <laughs> okay. after that. Yeah. Thank you, folks, for listening. You're like, oh, I can't believe these two fucking idiots. They can't even get their own show ending right. <laughs> God, these guys are idiots. Oh, I can't wait to see what they do next week. <laughs> so, it's going to be amazing. That's right. So see you next, I have an idea. <laughs> it's a shame. I had this idea for breaks, and we'll, we'll leave with this one. How great. It's a shame we're not drinkers, because I think we should record ourselves watching the Oscars, and whoever wins, the other two losers have to take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Too bad we're not doing it. <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's good to dream big. On that note, thanks for listening. Again, at wordswithgeeks.com or Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. And don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like. See you next week, folks. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.